This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. It's Monday and that means it's time for our Zoomer Squad. Well, the annual Zoomer show brought thousands of attendees together this past weekend in Vancouver. It was a considerable turnout, especially considering the ongoing public panic about the coronavirus, COVID-19, the medical officer of health there had issued a special warning to elderly people to rethink going out. By the way, that is most certainly not the advice being given here. However, the top public health officer in the country now says, don't go on cruise ships. Doesn't mean you can't go to the Zoomer show. Um, uh, and we will drill down into that. And and also, uh, speaking of the Zoomer show in Vancouver, possibly the reason for the heightened vigilance there was the outbreak at a northern Vancouver nursing home, and that's especially concerning. Uh, and Vancouver also very close to Seattle, where they had a big nursing home outbreak as well. So we're going to get into all of this, the numbers to call if you have comments or questions, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Now, I'd like to welcome Marissa Lennox, the Chief Policy Officer of CARP, Peter Mugridge, Senior Editor of Zoomer Magazine, and on the line, David Kravitz, Vice President of Zoomer Media, Chief Marketing Officer of CARP, and just back from Vancouver mm. and a little jet like maybe. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hi, Hi, Libby. David, let's start with you. You were at the Zoomer show. I mean, um, good on people still going out and doing what they're doing, but, but a lot of people staying home, I guess. Well, I think in, in absolute numbers, I don't you know, want to get into headcounts in previous years. Obviously, it was suppressed by this uh, problem of, by the coronavirus, but there was a lot of buzz. There was thousands of people attending. Um, I didn't see um, any signs of, like, uh, you know, uh, it's a desert, nobody came, you know, the halls are empty, uh, people were there. I didn't see a lot of face masks. I didn't see a lot of people acting uh, apprehensive. Uh, the news came out on the Saturday afternoon about the six people in the nursing home, and the uh, Minister of Health of B.C. issued not an official advisory, but a statement in an interview um, saying that very elderly and people whose immune systems are compromised should think twice about going to, uh, you know, large public events. And we actually uh, disseminated that news to, to be responsible citizens. And it didn't seem to uh, suppress anything on the Sunday. Uh, it was steady all day long. Uh, the ages looked typical of past Zoomer shows, you know, the right mix, the mix you'd expect of, you know, 40-year-olds, 50, 60, 70, all, all the way up. And the audience was very engaged and looked quite comfortable. The mood was, uh, there was a lot of buzz, and there wasn't any, you know, tentative, apprehensive mood at all. I thought it was uh, very strong. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. 
Um, but, you know, some people are uh, being especially cautious and some people are just continuing on with their daily lives. And uh, I, I gather that, uh, you know, again, being responsible, uh, we offered refunds to anybody who changed their minds and had already paid. Um, and you know what? When rightly or wrongly, when a medical officer of health says something like that, people are obviously going to listen. Well, I think that's true, but I think there's a difference between (coughs) prudence and panic. And I think what I saw was people, you know, you're a lot of of, uh, hand sanitizers everywhere. Uh, You can be prudent. Uh, There was a few, you know, elbow bumps instead of handshakes. Uh, I think you can take precautions without necessarily, you know, giving up what you normally want to do. And I think that was the mood at the Zoomer show. David, what about on the flight over? Were, were, did you see anything on the plane, like people wearing masks? or? No, well, this was striking we, because I actually had a conversation with Moses, uh, Moses Neimer, who came in on a different flight, and we compared notes. And both, uh, I can't say that the uh, airport was noticeably less busy. I don't go to Pearson every day, so if it, if it was down 20%, it wouldn't be noticeable to me. But it was crowded, it was busy. There was only a handful of empty seats on my flight to Vancouver, handful of empty seats coming back. Um, I don't know if I saw half a dozen people wearing masks, uh, combining both flights in the airport. Everybody seemed quite, uh, um, I won't say relaxed, but quite, you know, going about their business. I didn't see any big signs of, uh, uh, you know, mass. Uh, abandonment of the whole thing. And, and the truth is, is that there really have only been a couple dozen confirmed cases of coronavirus in Ontario and in BC, and I understand maybe it's spread out to you know, 70, Quebec. I think, is the latest number for Canada. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's nothing like it is Another overseas. Yeah. So it's important, of course, to proceed with caution, but also to remember that coronavirus is not a death sentence, particularly if you're healthy and you take the necessary precautions. Wash your hands, brush your teeth. You know, those are the types of things that'll keep you safe, similar to how you would keep yourself safe from the flu. Uh, You know, I was on Saturday, I was at the Liberal Leadership Convention, and I would say the same thing there. There were thousands of people Mm -hmm. there. They were all engaged. And what I I was trying to figure out, because I, I don't get out into the field that often, so I see a lot of people I haven't seen for a long time. There wasn't even, you know, with, with uh, people that I had known well, I, I was trying to think, what, how do I greet them? And, you know, most of them moved in for the air kiss, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. like they n- normally would. Right. I saw people, they seemed to be making fun, you know, like testing yeah, yeah. out elbow bumps and the foot tap thing. But everything seemed uh, more or less, it was very crowded in the morning when I got there, it dissipated in the afternoon, and I think that might have been because the outcome was a foregone conclusion. But remember, I mean, in this environment, it's perfectly fine to do an elbow bump or a... A blow and air kiss, for for that matter. They I mean, there's no need to... There were hugs and, and sure. kisses, and some from doctors. And interesting, last week, uh, a female friend of mine who is a doctor, I kind of didn't know what to do, and she came towards me for a hug, and I, I think I stepped back, I think just because I was confused, mm-hmm. and she got really upset. Right, mm-hmm. right. I think... <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. I think actually the greatest fear, at least in my, for me, is not necessarily a, a concern of contracting coronavirus and becoming deathly ill so much as it is being around coronavirus and being forced to self-quarantine for two weeks. Yep. To me, that's it's the fear of that that prevents me from going into large crowds. Okay, so here... Here we just had our chief medical officer of health saying avoid cruise ships. David, we know that that is a preferred form of vacation for older people. And again, Marissa, I think you hit it. It's it's not just the fear of getting it. It is like you you it's might not disruption. be able to dock. Yeah. David, what's your what? I mean, but it is it's obviously bad for the economy. It's a serious step. I know it. I have a personal uh, exposure to this, and that my daughters. Uh, in-laws, uh, her father-in-law and mother-in-law, who are inveterate cruise takers, um, <laughs> literally every year uh, they're on a cruise somewhere, and they just uh, canceled out because of the, for this very reason. Yeah. Are they so getting a refund? I think they are. It depends exactly, I guess, when, but I heard, I've been hearing from a number of people who uh, are not... You know, they, they, they are not eligible for refunds because it's too close and they're out a lot of money. And some people yes. are canceling because they do have serious underlying conditions. But I would imagine a lot of people up until now are, are proceeding and, and going just because they can't get their money back. I think that's probably true. And the big fear, uh, you know, and uh, I'm hearing this from a lot of people, I think Marissa touched on it, the panic may be more about quarantine than about the coronavirus itself. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, if I go away, I'm stuck there. Um, you know, and, and uh, what happens if I will? Will my employer pay for it? Uh, am I uh, unable to return to work? So the real panic is it may be more so about the... Uh, uh, the quarantine, the condition of being quarantined, yeah, uh, than uh, about the condition of having the coronavirus. Well, well I, I know people who've canceled other trips, say, to Italy because of that. But here's here's the thing. Yeah. The government is now sending a plane to get to pick up the Canadians who are on the latest cruise ship. And we, we just had an update from the health minister and the foreign minister, and he said, the foreign minister said that the U.S. requested that Canada do that because it's docked off San Francisco. Mm. Well, I think maybe part of the reason the chief medical officer of health said don't go cruising is because the government doesn't want to be on the hook to rescue people who cannot dock anywhere else. I think that's a very valid observation because, uh, you see, if, if you look at the actual mortality, if you look at the actual... And, you know, obviously I'm not a medical person, but if you look at the effects of having the virus, uh, it seems to be uh, on a much smaller scale than the effects of being isolated and quarantined and not being able to, uh, uh, you know, you know the, the corrective measures they're taking yeah. to, to prevent it from being a pandemic. Uh, I'm not qualified to speak to whether that's medically necessary or not, but socially and, and operationally, it is so severe that that's almost become the story in itself now. Well, it, it, I just want want to point out uh, on both sides of the question here. So the um, the fatality, the mortality rate is low in general, seems to be around one and a half or two percent, but it is much higher for older people, especially for people 80 and older. 
But on the other hand, I've also seen, uh, you know, um, experts saying, you know, if if you stop going to see older people, that that can have a huge impact on their health. So it does. It does and it, at the same time. Um, so so, for example, um, if you've traveled from uh Iran, Northern Italy, China, you've come home, you should take the necessary precautions to stay away just for a two-week period, just to make sure you don't have any of the symptoms of coronavirus. Because I understand the concern of isolation, but we're not talking months here. We're talking truly a minimum of, of probably two weeks so that incubation period can pass and you make sure you're not exhibiting any of those symptoms. But to, to your point, Libby, um during the SARS outbreak, uh, you know, they closed down all the nursing homes you couldn't visit. And I think my mom's was closed for two weeks uh, in that time. And then and when I came in, I was talking to one of the, uh, the healthcare workers, and, and they said during that time we were completely swamped because the families do so much. They do the feeding and, the, you know, they take them out for walks and they, you know, they, they do all this, this work that wasn't being done. And... And she she said the the patient's health deteriorated, not from SARS, but from from the effect of not having family me- members visit. You know? Yeah, and yeah. and it's uh, you know I've I've just been reading what an expert has to say about causing depression. We know that social isolation is a really bad huge factor. Yeah. It's huge in people's health. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean. Just continuing on that, the train of talking about long-term care homes, we also have to remember that the majority of the population in long-term care, roughly 90%, suffer from some sort of cognitive impairment. So we're not talking about people that right. are necessarily healthy, but how important it is that you maintain those relationships when someone has something as severe mm-hmm. as dementia. Okay, let's take a call from Kelly in Hamilton. Hello, Kelly. Hi. How are Hi. you <laughs> Go ahead. You're on the air. Okay. Okay. So um, what I just wanted to uh, say is the fact that if you are traveling on Royal Caribbean or Disney Cruise Line, and I believe it's to the end of March, it might even extend it to the end of April, um, you could cancel with a full uh, credit. So you use it for another time, and you could cancel up to the minute you walk onto that cruise. It's not like you have to do it a week of advance or anything like that. Yeah, but not and every that, company is uh, is offering that. And again, it's it's a credit. You're not getting your money back. And Disney Cruise may be offering it, but Disneyland or World certainly aren't offering credits for tickets that people have bought. I know they will do things. Like, if you talk to them and really, like, kind of present your case, I went on when that Zika virus came mm-hmm. out. I was pregnant at the time. And I was booked for a Disney cruise. And they gave me actually a full refund before we went on. And my sister, who was going with us, um, she had a separate room. And they even refunded her 100%. Hmm. And just because we're like, we're not taking the chance of being pregnant. Uh, yeah, but there are other there are other cruise ships, uh, cruise companies that aren't offering that. So um, it just That's where dep- your buyer beware does definitely come in. Um, that's where, like, personally, that's why I love Royal Caribbean and... 
Disney because Okay, well, yeah, what, what, whatever. And travel insurance doesn't necessarily yeah. cover it. It's unforeseen events. It doesn't cover a pandemic. So, you know, frankly, I think it's it's a little it's it's you know who's who would have thought that they had to make sure they're covered in the event of a pandemic. Right. Right. You know, right. I think I think the thing is that people who booked a cruise with a reputable company and got travel insurance and find out that they are out of luck. It's it's I my heart goes out to them. It's a real problem. Mm-hmm. But Kelly, thanks for your call. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to jump in here for a second, Libby, to, to relate back to something we said earlier. Um, one about the Zoomer show in Vancouver, one of the uh, areas that was getting a lot of attention uh, from the uh, crowd was we had a, a part of the CARP presence there. We had a number of informational, I guess you could call them booths or stations, and one of them was on the CARP Health 360, the um, health management tool that CARP has, and specifically about vaccines. And so um, this this unfortunate uh, crisis had the effect of concentrating people's attention on, hey, wait a minute, uh, there isn't a vaccine for this, but what about all the other vaccines, and what about flu in general, and what about pneumonia in general? Uh, and so there was, uh, we had some speakers on the stage, we had some information, literature, we had a chart that people could take with them, listing all the adult vaccines that do exist and, you know, do you have yours? And I think uh, less than 10% of adults really are up to date or even know whether or not they're up to date. So um, this did have the effect of concentrating people's uh, attention on that topic. And as much as the, you know, obviously being vaccinated for shingles isn't going to protect you from coronavirus. But experts are saying that one of the ways you can arm yourself is to be vaccinated against other respiratory illnesses like the flu. I mean, it's important to remember that as we age, our immune systems weaken anyway. Our ability to fight off infections weakens. And so everything you can do to prevent yourself from becoming ill and therefore more susceptible to something like corona is so vitally important, particularly at this time. Um, I, I was just wondering, uh, change uh, the field a bit. The if we had a running counter on the number of flu cases there are and the number of flu deaths there are every year, w- would there be such panic? Like, like I, I think this whole thing is sort of generating from we don't know what it is, and then we have these rolling numbers that keep seem to keep growing higher and higher. But it's still under a hundred in Canada. You know? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I, I mean, I guess the issue is that we've seen other places where suddenly it mm-hmm. jumps mm-hmm. and i guess the the issue also is that, so the thing about the flu is that it comes back every year mm-hmm. i guess that they're still hoping if it's contained it won't come back and a lot of people mistake the flu for the cold and don't realize that what they have is the flu and again the number of deaths i think it's in canada is around 10,000 every year 3500 deaths oh 3500 yeah. okay so 3500 deaths it's close to 10 i think and 10,000 yeah. rather hospitalizations for right. the yeah. flu yeah, every yeah. year so yeah. i had those two numbers mixed yeah. um and whereas with coronavirus we've seen the de- i mean it's it's way below 100 so um I think it's important to keep these things in perspective, and it's important to talk about awareness of these things as well. But there's well, so much there's misinformation. A, there's a blessing in disguise here, I suppose. We could say that next year, at flu season, people are going to be far more 
um, vigilant about washing their hands and using hand sanitizer. I mean, if it changes our habits so that we wind up protecting ourselves from medical conditions that are already known to be far more widespread than this one, um, that would be a, a good outcome from a bad situation. I and I, I heard, and I, I don't know the the exact source, but I heard someone saying that, that if everybody washed their hands properly, that would have cut down on, on the transmission by 30%. I do not know if that's true. <laughs> But, uh, hey, it's another number being thrown out there on this. It's a startling number. I I also would like to add, too, sort I've been doing an assessment sort of of some of the information that's out there about coronavirus. And one of the things I came across was the Ontario government's own guidance document for long-term care homes. And I realized, you know, when I was doing this assessment, how critically important it is for healthcare workers to be up to date on the most... um, uh, uh, up-to-date information with respect to how you can protect yourself, particularly if you're going into vulnerable areas like long-term care homes. And what I noticed in this document is that it it, it itself was out of date. It talked about, um, you know, signage being posted and warning people that if they've been to to, to mainland China to reveal themselves to people front of, well we know that it's been spread right. beyond that we right. know that some of the but that hasn't been updated but yet. it hasn't no. been updated yeah. on the government's own website and how what a missed opportunity that is because if healthcare workers are looking only to the government website for information they could be receiving misinformation there so okay I have a question from Helen wants to know how how does she tell the difference between the flu or the coronavirus, I think you need to be tested to tell the difference. And symptoms of coronavirus uh, do present themselves very much like the flu, runny nose, headache, cough, sore throat, fever, general feeling of of being unwell. So, you know, it it is best to get tested. Particularly if there's a shortness of breath. Yeah. Yeah, and If if you're having trouble breathing as opposed to just generally feeling congested and and, you know, lousy, the uh, <laughs> the breathing is the issue that uh, they're really worried about. And be aware of who you've come into contact with as well. Have they traveled in the last two weeks? So those are some of the things to be yeah, mindful. Yeah, Helen, though, I th- Helen, are you there? I'm here, yes. Thank yeah, you. I, th- I think that if you haven't, you know, it's not being spread in the community. And if you haven't traveled, you haven't had contact with people who were traveled, I, I don't think that, you know, you would even get a test. Why, do you have the flu now? Or you? No, I don't. I was just wondering, you know, if I did get what I thought was the flu, I'm probably not going to go to the doctor because it's, I think it's just the flu. And I don't want to expose other people who are, you know, in the doctor's office. And I just, I couldn't find out how, how do I know what I have? Again, uh, the only way to know that you have the coronavirus is uh, to take the test. Also, I would add that it's not just the flu. I mean, I think it's important we be mindful of language here. 3,500 deaths every year in Canada, 10,000 hospitalizations. It's pretty serious. So um, be vigilant. It's important. You should talk to your doctor's office. I'm sure they'll tell you if they think you need to be tested. All right. Thank you for very much. Okay. Let's take a call from Joan in North York. Hi, Joan. Uh, yeah. I'm glad I got in. I'm just wondering, um, being a senior, and I am taking blood pressure medication, etc., that's all made in China. Now, I'm just wondering, 
are we still going to be, as Canadians, are we still going to be able to get these medications? Well, you know what? Um, that's a very good question. We've had some medication shortages uh, short, uh, recently anyway, and a lot of their factories and everything were shut down. So that's a good question. Funny enough, well, not funny, but I'm, I'm going to be shooting a, an episode of the Zoomer TV on this very subject on Wednesday. Uh, not sure exactly when it's going to air. You can, uh, you can come and be part of the audience and get it right from the horses' mouths, so to speak, uh, because we will be talking to some experts in the pharmaceutical industry about shortages, and that's definitely one of the things that is going to come up. Well, thank you very much for the offer. Unfortunately, I can't. Okay. Come. Well, um, we'll let you know when the show airs. Thanks for that. Okay. Uh, we are uh, basically running out of time here. David, what would you like to leave us with? Well, I, I, I think that... I've personally experienced this. I'm, I was at the Zoomer show. Uh, I think a good balance, actually, in the behavior of and the attitudes of the, you know, the population. Uh, prudence, but not panic. Care, but not uh, irrational fear. Um, they want, <coughs> excuse me, they wanted the information. They wanted to be part of the Zoomer show. They valued what we had. They came out. Uh, those that felt they couldn't or didn't or were, were already sick or were worried about it didn't. So, you know, everybody, I think, responded in a very uh, prudent uh, way. And I think it speaks well of, uh, of the Zoomer population that they refused to be stampeded, but on the other hand, they were careful. Peter? Um, EverythingZoomer.com has a really good uh, coronavirus primer, which is updated daily. So if you have any questions that weren't answered on the show, check out EverythingZoomer.com and the coronavirus on the homepage and lots of good information there. Right. And and our newscasts, I might add, on both on this station yeah. and our sister station, Classical FM. And Marissa, last word to you. You know, and I think it's important for all of us to do our part, make sure we're up to date on our vaccines. That includes flu and pneumonia. Make sure we exercise good prevention when it comes to hand washing. Wash for at least 20 seconds. Um, if you suffer from chronic conditions, be extra vigilant. Cover your mouth and your nose when you're coughing or you're sneezing. Stay home if you're sick. Okay. Thank you very much to our Zoomer squad, Peter, David, and Marissa. And of course, we'll see you back here next week. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.